So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Here's a review on the Certified ISA Manager course from RebusUniversity.com. This reviewer says, I have taken this course three times now and just went back to the part pertaining to the hiring process that Dale Archdeacon talks about in terms of how he hires ISAs. This part is awesome. I highly recommend this course. I am also using this process to hire for buyer agents and listing agents. If they can get through this process for this interview and the in-office test, this will help you greatly in hiring the correct staff to grow your business. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today coming from Boise, Idaho. And uh, I'm excited about this one because uh, he has a, a business model that... Uh, I see more and more agents uh, latching on to uh, because it makes a lot of sense. And, um, and we're going to talk about that among uh, many other things as to how he has risen so fast and done so many deals in so little time. So without further ado, Matt Bauscher, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Pat, I'm stoked to be here. Huge fan of the show. Hey, Matt, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you better? Um, 33 years old. I've been married to my gorgeous wife for five years now. Um, grew up here in town. I played basketball at Boise State. Um, went on to play professionally in Europe, actually, for six years from 2008 to 2014. Moved back home, found out the wife was pregnant, decided to retire from the European basketball lifestyle. Got my real estate license about four years exactly, and um, it has taken off to say the least. Wow. Tell me about the European basketball lifestyle. What's that mean? It was amazing. So I played in Amsterdam. I lived in the top, I played in the top league in Germany, lived in central Germany that year. The last year we got to live in Cyprus. It's a Greek island in the Mediterranean. We had views of the ocean. It was quite the lifestyle. And then I went to the real estate world and it was a little overwhelming, not quite the same adrenaline rush. <laughs> I bet. Uh, and, and okay, so how long has it been? How long have you been in real estate? So just over four years. I'm, I retired April of 2014 from Europe. So it's been a couple months over that four-year mark. All right. So um, let's get in some nitty gritty and then we're going to find out, you know, how, which we always want to know is how. Um, okay. So uh, past 12 months, how many houses have you sold? So in 17, I sold 124 houses by myself. Wow. Okay. 
And uh, what is your ECI, your ego commission on that uh, 124 houses? It was right around 1.2. Okay. And what is your profit margin? 65% is where it hovers, give or take a few points. Okay. So you made about $800,000, right? Selling real estate. What were you making when you were playing hoops? Uh, barely six figures. I mean, they'd pay your taxes, your car, your living, but it was, you know, a, a fraction of what I'm making now. The funny thing was the first year I went overseas, I just wanted to do it for the travel. Yeah, well, sure. $2,500 American a month, but they paid for all your expenses. And then I was able to lead the league in scoring and I got a quadruple up my salary, which was nice. And it turned into a little career, but nowhere near the income. So you're making a hundred grand and then you go to 800 grand. Uh, in in four short years, yeah, which is amazing. So, you know, first of all, let, let, let's talk about because it hadn't been that long. First year in the biz, right? First year, you're 29 years old. You're coming out of being a an athlete professionally. What did you do that for? How many houses did you sell that first year? First of all, uh, the first few months was zero. I mean, I was open house, cold calling, hitting my sphere. I had a pretty decent sphere for when I played basketball here, but I mean, it was humbling to say the least. I couldn't get anything going. I was second guessing my decision to be like every other person on the street with a real estate license. I ended up getting a lot of friends and family that year. I squeaked out 22 deals in 2014 for about 4 million, which, you know, at the time I was elated. I thought that was fantastic. Okay. How? Basically, all my, my sphere of influence, I hammered them, I called them, I went to, you know, I took them to coffee, I did this, I helped them do landscaping at their house before they listed it. I was as personable as you could imagine. It was basically, I was always the hardest working guy in the basketball court. I wanted to translate that to the real estate world. So you're basically, hey, I'm back from Europe playing basketball. Now I'm a real estate agent. Use me. Yep. I got a master's degree in business. I got a political science degree. There's not very many people that have played at a, at a real high level athletically. Um, you know, you've dealt with adversity. How hard is it selling a couple of houses? I told myself. <laughs> okay. And um, what about second year? How many houses did you sell that year? 2015, I got 52 sold. And what happened was the 22 that I sold the year before, they all started giving me referrals. So mm-hmm. 2015, I also had a full-time medical cell job with Henry Shine, a big medical cell company. So I had a full-time medical cell job in 2015, full-time real estate license and a newborn. And I squeezed out 52 houses for about 10.4 million. That's crazy. You must be a beast. I mean, okay. And then 52 houses. And then how many houses the third year? 16, I actually hired a transaction coordinator. Before, I didn't have an assistant. I didn't have a buyer's agent, no listing agent. You were selling four houses, a house a week by yourself doing all the deals yourself with another full-time job (laughs) oh my god and then okay and then and i I got smart christmas came of 2015 and i said i'm gonna die i mean i I was probably working 60 hours a week but i I was you were working 80 yeah it was 60 it wasn't 80 but i hired the best transaction coordinator so we doubled up the next year in 16 i sold 105 for 26 million and i told uh, my medical cell company, I'm like, I can't do medical cells anymore. I mean, it didn't make sense. No. And, and so now you're selling 10 houses a month. How do you have that set up, right? Like a lot of people listen to this be like, yeah, the dude is selling 10 houses a month. He doesn't have buyer agents. First of all, I keep meeting people that sell 10 houses a month and have 10 freaking buyer agents. Yep. 
Here you're selling 10 houses a month. You got no agents. Nope. So a couple of questions come to mind. And, 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 and it, it makes sense, first of all, that you got a 65% profit margin, which I love, right? The title of this should be how to have a 65% profit margin, right? I mean, it's crazy. Okay, so I, I love that. And I know how you do it, right? I mean, I know why you do it because you don't have all these agents that you're paying monies to, paying commissions to. So tell me how you have your team set up. So you got two people that are basically like salary people, right? Yep. So now I got two full-time assistants that I hired last year, 2017. What do they do? And one is basically my, my do all, my transaction coordinator, my executive assistant. She schedules our listings. It's kind of comical to think back on how I did those numbers. I mean, I don't even know how I, I work more buyers, which is disappointing because of my age, I was young and buyers are the people who are calling. So my first three years, I had way more buyers and sellers. I don't know how many things fell through the cracks. I didn't know any better. That, that's even more crazy sounding. Like how, like how many buyers, the 10 deals you do a month now, how many are buyers, how many are sellers? So now are four. But last year, which is sad, out of the 124, I had 70 buyers and only 54 sellers. And now you're what? Now you're four buyers, six sellers? Now I'm 60% sellers because how? How'd you, how'd you switch? I was putting all my marketing money in buyers. It was ridiculous. For every one hour you spend with a seller, you spend four hours with a buyer. And at my age and all the leads I was getting, it was young people who hadn't had a house yet and they were buyers. And I was marketing in Zillow and some of these buyer leaded marketing. And I realized, of course, I'm getting buyers. That's where I'm putting my money. That's where I'm putting my effort. So I completely switched it. I don't call, I don't talk to any online leads. Um, it's strictly my sphere, my past clients, um, and all my focus is on listings, except for, you know, warm leads. Here's a buyer. I get a call from somebody in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and they go, hey, Matt, I've done your research. Here's my buyer. They're coming in this time. You and him would hit it off. And that's yeah, or, or, or they have a, they, you sell a house and they got to buy something. Exactly. That's a no-brainer. So, okay, so how did you take your money? You took your money at a Zillow and things where you were buying buyer leads, which a lot of people do. And where did you put it instead to get seller leads? So I've done it in my sphere. So now we do three huge client parties a year. Last year I rented a movie theater, it cost about 12 grand and we did wine, beer, food. And then I'm hitting them up and I'm saying, Hey Pat, you know, I know you haven't bought a house from me in the last year, but I just want to let you know, here's the event that's coming up this summer. During basketball season, we're going to go to a sports bar. Then however many tickets you and the family want, we're going to go. So the only time I'm contacting you is to tell you about something I'm going to give you. I don't ever call any of my clients and say, hey, do you know a family or friend that's looking to buy or sell? I've never said those words. Okay. What are the other two? What are the other two events you have? So we have the movie theater and then we're doing a night in the park where we're actually renting a nice, it's called the Botanical Gardens. It's on the, the base of the foothills and we're renting, uh, it's an outdoor movie basically where we rent the screen and we get the food vendors and bring as many people as you want and we take the bill. So you're basically having parties and you're calling them, inviting them to parties. Yep. That's the only reason why I'm going to call you is to send you a handwritten gift card and a handwritten note. Pat, it's been a year go enjoy a coffee or dinner on me and it's handwritten note and I'm sending my clients 91% of my business last year out of the 47 million was referrals. 
It was my sphere, past clients. But okay, so so like, how many times a year do you are you? Let's say I buy a house or sell a house with you. How how many times a year do I expect to hear from you, get something from you, that sort of thing? You'll hear one at the one month and then one year, basically. And I tell you during the process, I say, Pat, I apologize if I'm not all over you after the deal. The amount of energy I've given you is that's what I those, those are calls. You mean? No, just handwritten notes. Okay, but you said you took your money out of Zillow and that sort of thing and put it into your sphere. So is it just in the parties? It's the client parties, the handwritten notes, the client gifts. Um, I've sent one couple to a trip to Hawaii who've given me more referrals than you could imagine. You just gave them a trip to Hawaii? <laughs> yep, hotel, plane flight, two of them. It's about six grand and they've given me about 5X that in referrals. Wow. And, and nothing else, huh? They're just, they're, they just know you. Now, I mean, are, is there any other way you're reaching out to them? Because that's a ton of biz from just two contacts. A lot of people will say, you know, 33 touch, like uh, that's the Keller Williams adage. You got to touch them 33 times a year and you're touching them two times a year. Well, I yeah, I have a newsletter. A monthly newsletter goes out to everybody. Okay, you know, well, there you go. Okay, so you got 12 times a year and the handwritten note and the phone call. And they see me on social media. And, you know, if a, I do those little things. But the, the reality is there's only a certain amount of hours in the day. Everyone has the same amount of hours in the day. I try to get up one hour earlier than my competition. One hour a day gets me 15 days a year over the competition. So I'm up early. Well, How early? I get up at five while my wife and daughter are still sleeping. I work for 30 minutes. I go to the gym. I come back. I wait till they wake up and I hang out with them for 30 minutes to an hour. Um, and then I go to, go to work. Okay. So let's go back to this newsletter. What, what's this news? There's a bunch of boring recipes oh, in here. Is so anything? Exact, exact contact manager. It's 35 bucks. It's funny because I was debating getting rid of it. The only thing I use this exact for is the newsletter. It has an automated thing that looks like it came from me. That's what it's called. Exact. Exact contact. And it's actually a CRM. Okay. Exact contact. It. Yeah. I use it basically for the newsletter. And it's funny because I ended up this exact, it's like the $200,000 newsletter. It's a long story, but this newsletter ended up getting me about $200,000 through referrals and, and networking. So you got a hundred people or so giving you referrals every year in Boise, Idaho. And if I were to ask all a hundred or do a survey of those hundred, what would they say the reason that they're giving this, this new kid in town, right? Not a new kid in town, but a you know, four-year agent, what is the reason that they're saying, oh, you got to use Matt? I go down to being present. I mean, agents are so, they're, they're looking at their phone like they got schizophrenia. You know, they're with a client oh. in front of them, and they think every time their phone beeps, it could be a $10,000 phone call. I try to be so in-depth and so present when I'm in front of them that they, you know, they feel me. They, they really, really respect it. And what, what's happened is it's just basically exploded is the same family's given me three and four referrals and I treat them like gold and it, it honestly, it multiplies. Wow. So it, it, it's just focused. So you turn off your phone, you leave it in the car when you're on appointments, what do you do? Absolutely. When I'm in front of them, it's me and them. I mean, I'm asking them a lot more than just real estate questions. I'm asking them what's their financial goals? Where do you see yourself in two years, three years? I have people calling me saying they got job promotions. They're making more money. What should I do? Should I pay off this debt? And business is my specialty. So I take a very business approach. It's beyond real estate to me. I want to get to know what you do, what your plans are. You know, if you have 
college education to play for, pay for, how are we going to get there? Um, look at me and more of an advisor. Like we rebranded Amherst Madison to Amherst Madison Real Estate Advisors because we, we don't look at ourselves as salesmen. We look at ourselves as really we're, we're advising them. We're making them more money. We're saving them money. We're, we're somebody that they call us for things beyond just real estate. Hmm. Fascinating. Okay. So clearly when you're growing up in this business, which has only been four years, you went across agents. Uh, there were, let's say, seasoned agents, right? 10 years in the business, 20 years in the business, 30 years in the business, or agents that were killing it, right? Hundreds of houses a year. And here you are, you know, growing little by little, 22, 45, whatever, blah, blah, blah. What was the magic trick you used uh, to beat out seasoned agents or agents with more experience or agents that spent more money on marketing? How did you do that? I have a lot of confidence and I think it translated from my, my basketball career. I was never the best or the fastest, but I always thought I was. And I believed in everything I said I was going to do. There's this thing called comfort zone. And when I pick up a phone call and I call somebody and it's, you know, a, basically a cold call, my heart starts pounding. I'm out of my comfort zone. I like being out of my comfort zone, whether it's on the basketball court where I'm doing five extra reps where I'm about ready to puke. I do things that make me feel uncomfortable because if I don't do that, I'm not getting any better. I'm staying constant. I tell my two assistants every day, how do we get better today? You know, we could be happy. We're in little Boise, Idaho doing 50, a million a week basically is what we're doing this year. We've sold 62 year to date or in June. So, I mean, we're doing a million a week, which is great, but I'm not, I don't look at it as the numbers. I look at it as I want to get better. I want to make, you know, the experience better for, for our clients. All right, Rockstar Nation, as you know, I wrote a book. It's called Six Steps to Seven Figures, A Real Estate Professional's Guide to Building Wealth and Creating Your Own Destiny. Gary Keller wrote the foreword, and I have sold over 30,000 copies of this thing, and uh, it is the go-to book for all agents, new and experienced, and it's been a really exciting thing for me to do, and I just love giving back. And so I made a decision recently to give away three copies of it. Everybody in the past has always paid in bookstores and online, and you can still pay if you want, but I gave away 100 copies last week, and it happened so fast, and so many of you guys reached out to do this that I'm going to give away another 100 copies now, and so this is a 200 total copy offer. Anybody could get it. I'm going to give it to you for absolutely free. And it's not going to be a, the cheesy version by any means. It's the same book that you would buy in the store. All you need to do is go to freesixstepsbook.com. Freesixstepsbook.com. All I ask is that you pay the shipping and handling on it, but the book itself will be absolutely free. That's freesixstepsbook.com. You can also text the word PAT. Yep, my name, P-A-T, or a shortened version of my name, P-A-T, to 444-999. That's text the word PAT to 444-999 to get a free copy of Six Steps to Seven Figures or go to freesixstepsbook.com. Get them while they're hot, guys. Free books here. And as they say in the baseball game, free books here. What, what have you decided recently? What have you decided recently to get better? 
one thing was is our feedback process has gotten a lot better on listings. Um, we provide a lot better communication um, updates. Oh. Give me, give me exact. We have a Friday report now where we send them, hey, every single agent, here's their name, here's their brokerage, what they said they liked about it, how many views do we have on MLS, what about Zillow, how many inquiries do we have, um, here's our days on market, here's what's sold next to you, you know, just a lot better communication. I mean, when it was a one-man show, my communication was terrible. I, there's no way I was showing up on feedback. I didn't have the time. I didn't have the manpower. I didn't have the, the, the things in place. Um, I was... You know, my energy was really good with the clients when I was in front of them, and they, you know, they referred me based on that, but my systems were sloppy. So it's basically a report. It's showing them their time on market, showing them um, and any new active uh, things that have popped up, like new listings that have popped up, anything that's sold in the market, all the feedback, what all the agents have said. What else? Um, yeah, it's, it's basically, you know, what's the average days on market? This is where you're at. And what it's done is I haven't lost any listings, really. I mean, they, with the communication, they've stayed with me. They know I'm busting my butt. One, one idea we did was we have a stale listing. My assistant did ads in Denver, Seattle, Portland, Chicago, Craigslist ads that were basically free. And then he said, hey, seller, we put your ads in these many markets. They might not work, but at least they know we're trying. Right, right. Interesting. Okay, fascinating. So let me talk to you about your 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 uh, brokerage. So you started at the company with three agents. Yeah. How long have you been there? Uh, since the get-go. Uh, Nick Schleckaway started the company. He was a Fiesta Bowl champion on the Boise State 2017, always the hardest working guy in the weight room. And he, he said, hey, I'm starting a brokerage. You know, you should get into real estate. I said, I didn't just get my master's degree to be a real estate agent. And he said, no, I think you did yeah, and he, so he, he, he brought you in as a rookie. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know anything. I mean, I didn't know how to search MLS. And he basically said, this is how we're going to do it. The only photography you can do is professional photos. You never wear flip-flops or sandals in public. It's your perception. And everything was very personable. We're the only brokerage in Idaho that if you don't sell a million dollars a year, you're out. We have minimum standards. Okay. And so do you know how he or you or, or together – you went from uh, three agents to 70 agents so fast. I mean, what's, you, you know, what's, it's a big question. You know, I, uh, there was a survey done at the Inman conference, and um, it was basically what's the number one challenge that uh, are you facing now as a brokerage? And the number one challenge was recruiting and retention, uh, recruiting agents, right, that are good agents and, and keeping them from leaving for greener pastures. So, What's your secret sauce there? So we have an office here that I'm sitting in. It's about 5,000 square feet, and agents want to be in here. I mean, it's, it's a good vibe, chemistry. Nick is a fearless recruiter. Um, he's a great leader. And I've, by the numbers I've done and how, you know, it's, it's caught so many people's attention, people are wanting to say, you know, what the hell is Matt doing? How's he doing this? And then it's, you know, a lot of the tools we have at the brokerage are allowing me to be more efficient. And then they're, you know, that's helping as well. But it's mainly Nick doing the recruiting. Hmm. So what do you say to agents out there that are thinking, hey, you know, I'm selling uh, two houses a month, three houses a month, and I want to start hiring buyer agents to increase my profit? Uh, so this is what's happened. For 2018, I actually have two great buyer's agents now who were on 50-50 splits, and they're one of them's really, really doing well. And the other one's younger and hopefully we can get him, get him rolling. But 
having buyer's agents is going to hurt your profit margin because they're taking such a huge chunk and then you're going to have to buy the leads for them. So my, actually my profit margin has gone down since I am them, believe it or not, but I know it's eventually, I don't want to continue at this rate for the next 30 years. So you're not doing it for ego. You're doing it because you want to, you're working too hard, bottom line. Yeah, I want to, I, I like to go on three or four vacations every year and I've done that and I'm not going to decrease that. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. And all agents lie about this, so I won't even ask you. But if you're selling 10 houses a month by yourself without agents, uh, you're a workaholic. I mean, you're working your ass off. And rightfully so. You know, you're making 800 grand. It's uh, shit, you know. I mean, like, you got to work that hard to get that. Um, so tell me about, um, so how do you deal with the pressure of them not coming to you saying, hey, uh, Matt, you know, give me, um, let's sign up for this or let's sign up for that or let's, you know, let's get some more leads in here. My thing is you got to call them um, and they got to hit their spheres and I keep them, I try to keep them really accountable. Um, I'm very time, time efficient. I've gotten a lot better with my time management skills before I drive around town for an appointment. Now my assistant stacks it. So if I'm in one town, I'm going to stack up my appointments. So my profitability and my dollars per hour skyrockets. I mean, I have a lot of little tricks. Okay, fun. slow down. Say, say that again with the stacking. I would, I mean, my first two years, I would drive to one side of town, drive to the other side of town, and I was just not very efficient with my, you know, I'd show a house over here and then I'd have a listing appointment on the other side of town. And I'd only listen to you, I mean, I'd listen to your podcast in between, but I wasn't as efficient as I could be. Now, I'll do back-to-back -back closings. So if I have two closings on a Monday, it'll be at 9 and 10. So I drive to the title company. I go to every single closing. I went to all 124 last year. That's, that's something I will never deviate from. Um, I think it's important to see the agent there. And I just try to be really efficient. It's going to sound funny, but when I want to get a smoothie, I call on my drive there so it's ready. If I save nine minutes, you know, it's, it's money. Just little things like that. I make my phone calls in the car while I'm driving somewhere instead of making them in the office when I could be doing other things. So... So if you have a listing appointment, you won't go on that listing appointment unless you, you know, you'll, you'll push it back two or three days until you have something in that part of town. Same thing with a buyer appointment. You won't, you won't be beholden if they want to see it ASAP tomorrow morning. You'll wait until, you know, a day later or, or that afternoon until you know you're going to be on that part of town. If, it's a, if, it, if it can be done on buyers, sometimes in this market where it's multiple offers and things are going in, in two days, you don't have that luxury. But I will, hey, you, you want to drive to this part of town to see a house. Let's look at this one and that one. And I have an upcoming listing down the street. Let's show you four in that hour instead of one that's going to take a half an hour. Wow. That's awesome. And, and let's talk technology. What, what technology are you using that's exciting? Uh, we use Google Drive, the team of us. So we have all our pipeline, our buyers, what they want, our upcoming listings. So my buyer's agents can tell them, hey, you know, we're on the side of town. Matt has a listing coming up that's a, a 4-2 at this price. Um, and that's, you know, it's in the cloud. So anywhere on your phone, we all have Google Drive, which, which we re really works for us. Okay, what else? What about phone apps? Um, phone apps, we use, we have Skyslope, which keeps all our transactions. Dropbox is a must, all of our photos and files. And now we've started doing, when I go to a listing appointment, I take all the photos and the notes and I put them in the Dropbox flyer because you go into five to 50 houses a week and you're like, now what was that? What was the, and before I didn't have any of these principles in place. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we're just trying to get more effective. And honestly, your show has been huge. I mean, hearing from so many different people, I take a nugget off every single episode. That's great to hear, buddy. That's great to and hear. Fifteen year a month to coach. I just listen to free coaching to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a lot of people are doing that. That's the reality, right? I mean, that's the not, everything is free now. Content is free. It's very very difficult to charge for content now. So much is free. So, um, all right, cool. So let's talk a little bit uh, about failure. I mean, certainly you've gotten your head kicked in uh, moving as fast as you have. You know, what failures have you had and what was the lesson you learned from them uh, so that our listeners can also try to avoid said failures? Uh, Like many real estate agents, I'm very prideful and controlling like a lot. They want to grab the whole business and they want to be every single part of it, which will definitely encrypt your growth. I wish I would have hired my assistants way before I did. It's, it's sad to say, but I probably let 40 deals in 2016 fall through the cracks because there were buyers who weren't getting attention. I wasn't on top of returning calls. Um, I needed help and I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't smart enough to ask for it and hire somebody that could do a lot of the, you know, little things that I didn't have time for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and control freak is is what what got you to this point. Will being a control freak get you to the next point? It's the big question, right? Uh, and the answer, of course, is no. If you want to stay at this point, then you can continue to do that. But at the same time, you got your wife and daughter calling you, you know, um, and you shouldn't, right? And uh, I commend you for for how you're expanding. My question to you is this. Like a lot of people won't expand. They'll stay control freak their whole life in real estate and it serves them profit wise, right? The tax returns look really good. It doesn't serve them for their family's sake, right? And their stress level and that sort of thing. And the reason that they don't start is because they're afraid. They're like, well, what am I going to do? I can't train anybody. Where do I start? I don't want someone just showing up and then we have nothing to give them to do. Like, how did you go on a hundred miles an hour, right? Doubling your business every single year, hire somebody and have them start from day one. Like, what did you tell them to do? How did you make that process successful? I basically said, grab your seatbelt and let's go. I don't have time to go through a six week training course. I mean, follow me on a day to day basis. And my one assistant, Alicia, she's only been in real estate for a year. And the conversation she has on the phone, you'd think she's been in the business for 10 years, but she's done 140 deals in the last 12 months. So, I mean, that's 10 years to some people. <laughs> so, you just said basically, uh, strap, strap your seatbelt on, follow me, and fill in the cracks. You know, look for cracks. Uh, look for things that you can help with and uh, take them over. So you, you almost need a certain personality style person, right? You need someone that's going to be like, Matt, let me take that from you. Or Matt, let me do that instead. And they have good personalities where they're like, you know, we got that. Stay out of this. You know, I try to let them do their thing and stay in my lane. I try to treat it like a business and not like a practice where one day I can sell it. You know, i I've been branding it and I want to get my business to a certain level where I, then I can take a step back and kind of, you know, still meet all the clients and do all that, but I'm not having to, you know, be in the trenches day in and day out. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool. 
an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. I wonder if there's certain questions you can ask in an interview that would find these type of people, right? Because a lot of people that are applying for a job as an administrator are shy, right? Um, and you kind of want people to have a certain level of non-shyness, so to speak, where they're like, let me do that, let me do that. At the same time, you want to be very efficient. So, you know, did you do anything special when you met with these people or you interviewed them or you found them? Um, my wife actually did a lot of that. She did the Indeed apps and she went through people with personalities and she knows me better than anybody and my weaknesses and my strengths. And without her being a rock and encouraging me and motivating me, um, there's no way if I didn't have a good home life that I could be in the moment and do what I do in the business world. You know, that, that's actually a brilliant piece of advice, right? Because I'm the same way. My wife compliments me very much so. Like, like, like she knows my strengths and weaknesses, right? That's the bottom line. And, 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 and quite frankly, that's how you have a good marriage, right? Is you, you compliment each other, you help each other out where she's weak. I'm strong where, where I'm strong, she's weak. Uh, uh, and we know it and we're cool with it. And if she could relate that to somebody else, I, I mean, that's, that's a great piece of advice. And I, I think that, that everybody should listen. Doesn't, doesn't matter if she's she or he is actually in the real estate business. It really has to do more with with you, right? And and I think that's the biggest struggle that everyone listening right now can relate to is we as real estate agents we want to do and sell as much as we humanly can, but without the support, you know, it's kind of a catch twenty two. They're like, why are you working so much? But then you want to provide because you don't know when times aren't going to be great, and you're trying to, you know make hay while the sun's out and it's, you know, it could be the, it could be problemsome, but if you have, you know, a good relationship and lately what I've done is I'll turn my phone off at eight o'clock, eight thirty, And if somebody calls me at nine, a client, I'll call them up at five in the morning. I'm tired, but I'm all energetic. Hey Pat, how you doing? I saw you called, you know, it's a great day. It's a great morning. They'll never call again at that night because they know I'm a morning person and it just kind of sets the barrier where three years ago, I'd be answering phone calls, you know, at 930 if an offer had to be in. And now I'm able to shut it off. And a lot of times what clients think are emergencies are not emergencies. Oh, uh, not, not a lot. All the time. All the time. Yep, absolutely. And you just got to set the barrier. And it takes experience and trials to get through it. But I'm, I'm trying to grow and, you know, day by day. No, that's great. That's great. So, so um, Matt, if I had a magic pill, right, that could wash away a – a challenge, right, or a frustration or struggle that you're having in your real estate business today, what would you like this magic pill to cure? 
in a perfect world, it would be eight to five Monday through Friday and it wouldn't be after hours and that magic pill would have the phone turn off and all the business could be done in that time. It's funny when I hear new agents, they say they get in the business for, to set their own hours. It's like starting a restaurant. You got to live there to have any chance at making it. Right, right. That's like saying the same thing for Uber or something, right? Yeah, you can set your own hours, but if you want to make a decent income at Uber, you got to be, you got to be open all twenty four seven to give people rides. I mean, this is, you know. Um, yeah. So I think what you're saying is expectations of the client. Yeah. If this magic pill could cure the expectations of the client. And, and I think that's going to boil down to you, quite frankly, yep. where your assistant, it boils down to a system where you would explain it in writing or in uh, verbally. Let me tell you how I work. See, you know, I almost think that you're better off telling them, hey, you know, my phone shuts off at this time and it opens up at this time. And I do. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, expectations are everything yeah and that's that's the key there you know and the problem is you run a risk certainly if you say hey i'm up that you know i shut my phone off at five uh and i open it up at at 10 in the morning um they may go with someone else and that is the price you pay for being in a competitive marketplace it is what it is if you don't want competition you know right that's like someone who plays basketball that says i don't like competition that's silly you, yep. you, need to, you need to be a, you know, a long distance runner or something that's running by themselves. And that's how you get your exercise, not playing basketball. It's the same thing with real estate. If you don't want the competition, it, it becomes very difficult to set straight expectations. You, you have to be willing to, to give it up. You have to be willing to lose some clients, I think. Yep. Um, and one thing I got that the small or, you know, a big team, they probably have all their fun, fancy phone systems, but a great app, if you just have one buyer's agent or a couple assistants, it's you mail and it rings my iPhone and then it says, hey, I'm not available. If it's immediate, push one for my assistant or two for my associate. They can immediately connect to them and then if they leave a voicemail, all three of us get the email of the voicemail, the text message of the voicemail, so we have three people looking after it. No, that's a great and, and we use that too um, and uh I think a lot of people are reluctant to do that and they shouldn't be because they think that someone's going to call them and leave them some private voicemail. Well, if you're not cheating on your wife and you're not a, a drug smuggler, then, then, you know, you shouldn't have that worry. You should just be like, Hey, you know, if, if someone gives you a personal message on there, you, you know, your staff knows, you know, what to do with it, that it's yours or whatever. And, and the cool thing about email too, is you can also forward the text or the email about it. So, it's a voicemail that comes in a form of an email or, and or a text that you can forward to someone else and say, hey, can you take care of this? And then they can listen to it. Yep, absolutely. The other advice I give to young agents is don't spend all the money. You get people hounding you all day trying to sell you crap. Don't spend it if you don't have the time to execute it. I've made my mistake over the years of trying this and trying that. Do what you're good at. Spend the money. Track it. Know where your ROI is on what you're spending. And don't just go for something because the salespeople are the easiest people to sell. I mean, they're calling us all day and they have this idea and they're going to give you this and that. And I would cut the credit card off and say, no, I'm not spending that. My marketing dollars are done for the year. Don't call me. 
No, I, I like how you've, you've taken, and some people call it an old school approach, but it's not. It's a it's a, an, an approach to a better quality buyer and a better quality seller where you took all your money and uh, instead of spending it on it, it leads that the rest of Boise, Idaho competes against, yep. you're spending it on your sphere of influence where a lot of times you're not going to have competition and are obviously better, more apt to be sellers, right? When you get a, rever- a referral, I mean, your dollars per hour is so high. I'll talk to them on the phone. I'll go to the listing appointment, fully prepared, fully organized. I nail it. I get the listing. The work begins. And I don't have you know the online lead of trying to build, build trust and talking to them and them getting squirmy and wasting time and them not going with me. And it's just you're so much more efficient and your quality of life is so good when everyone you're working with you know wants to work with you that's awesome dude all right so let's wrap this up matt with our flagship question and that is this let's say i put you on a reality tv show where i put you in a new city outside of boise idaho you don't know anybody in the city but i I put you in a competitive situation with nine other agents who also don't know anybody now there's a lot of commerce people buying and selling houses people are spending money but you only got a thousand bucks. You got uh, you got a thousand bucks and a cell phone. That is it, right? You got six months to compete against these nine other agents. The agent that sells the most houses in six months with a thousand bucks and a cell phone gets five million dollars cash. How are you going to win this game? Six months is a lot of time. I am going to personally knock on every single door in that town or that city, depending on how big it is, so I can get face to face with them. Because it's a lot harder for somebody to tell me no when they're looking at me than it is on the phone. So that cell phone's probably not going to get used as much as other people. I'm going to be interacting at community events, fundraisers, sporting events, getting to know people, coffee shops, getting my face, asking them about them, you know, what their life is like, and slowly, slowly becoming, getting my foot in the community, being well known, you know, coaching basketball, which is one of my strengths, getting around basketball parents, anything I can do to get in front of people, build rapport, and then after I get you, Pat, as a seller, I guarantee you're going to give me a referral and that person's going to give me a referral. And the next thing you know, that one Pat Hyben seller, I just got 11 deals off of him. Yeah. And, and, and I love what you say. Um, it's a lot harder to say no face to face, which is For so sure. true. Absolutely. So, so guys, you need to be face to face every single day with as many people as you can. Okay, Matt. So let's talk about your free gift. As you know, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift with them, guys. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do two things with them. I'm going to put it on hybendigital.com backslash Matt Bauscher. So it's B-A-U-S-C-H-E-R, right? B-A-U-S-C-H-E-R. And um, I'm also going to put it on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox uh, along with all the other agents who have come on the show, uh, all their items of utility that they've brought with them. Uh, you can also get that by texting the word toolbox to 444-999. Matt, what did you bring today? It's an ROI calculator, an income goal calculator. You put how much money you want to make and you, then it tracks how many listings you're going to have, how many sellers, how many prospecting, how many listing appointments you need to go on, how many people you need to be talking to per day. But it really you know, is a pretty good gut check on if you want to make $100,000, you need to talk to X amount of people and go on this many appointments kind of the grow mentality, you know, your goals, what's the reality of where you are, the opportunity to get there, and then how to proceed and, you know, withhold and get there. That's beautiful, man. I can't wait to see that. And guys, if you want a 65% profit margin and do what Matt's been able to do, you need to check this out and implement it as soon as possible. 
All right, Matt. So listen, uh, if I'm ever in Boise, Idaho, I will look you up and we can get together and break some bread, my friend. Come in for a Boise State game. It'd be fun. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.